1: Constable Davidson should be honoured in just about every way this town can imagine.
2: The growing tributes and the candlelight vigil being planned for fallen constable John Davidson.
3: Just disturbing to think that this is becoming more and more common.
2: All caught on camera, the thief stealing a package delivery right from the doorstep of a Langley home.
4: It's obviously got a pretty, pretty strong economy. There are you know, growing lots there.
2: And why Chinese realtors who used to buy in BC are now scoping out the cheaper deals in Seattle.
1: You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6.
2: Good evening. Thanks for joining us. We start with breaking news coming out of Surrey tonight. The Newton Recreation Centre is closed after a man was stabbed nearby and stumbled in looking for help. The RCMP saying that a man in his 30s was attacked near King George Boulevard and 72nd this afternoon. Now he managed to make his way into the rec centre and get some help from staff there. The man now in hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Police say they are looking for two men, one that is white, the other darker skinned. Not yet known if uh, these two men knew the victim or what led to the attack. A candlelight vigil being held in Abbotsford tomorrow night, a week after Constable John Davidson was shot and killed in the line of duty. Grace Key now has more on the growing tributes for the fallen officer and the plans for his regimental funeral, which is next Sunday. On this rainy Sunday afternoon, just outside the Abbotsford
5: Police Department, people continue to pay tribute to Constable John Davidson. Judith Dunford says she wanted to stop by to say a prayer. He was obviously
6: a wonderful person.
5: The community and fellow officers continue to find ways to honor Constable Davidson.
7: Was in memory of
8: John Davis, John was
5: At the toughest <laughs> mutter in Las Vegas, constables with the APD ran in his memory. To
1: our fallen hero,
5: salute! On YouTube, this seven-minute tribute has been posted in his honor. <laughs> The GoFundMe page for his family has already exceeded its goal of $125,000, and now one of the latest efforts, to rename Auto Mall Drive to Constable John Davidson Way, generating more than 10,000 signatures in just a couple of days.
1: Constable Davidson should be honoured in just about every way this town can imagine. I mean, let's, let's name parks after him, let's name schools after him, But and we just think that maybe naming a street is just one way we can honour his memory. <laughs>
5: A week ago Monday, Constable Davidson was shot and killed in a mall parking lot after responding to a call of a stolen car. To mark the one-week anniversary, there will be a candlelight vigil starting at 6 p.m. Monday at the Mount Lehman Centre. And on Sunday, the public can join his family for a celebration of life at Abbotsford Centre. Officers from Northumbria in the UK, where he started his career, will also be attending.
9: We know in our hearts that the community is with us and feeling the pain that we're feeling in our hearts. And we are... Exceptionally appreciative of everything that everyone is doing for us at this really difficult time
5: blue ribbons are also hanging at the police station and on oh patrol gosh. vehicles made possible through a donation yeah. the public is being asked to hang their own ribbons to remember a fallen hero grace key global news
2: and the death of constable davidson was top of mind for many at the fifth annual adrian oliver memorial run today Bye. Dozens uh, running at Deer Lake Park in Burnaby this morning. Constable Adrian Oliver was another officer killed in November 2012 when his unmarked cruiser was hit by a truck. So far, the run has raised more than $110,000 for Honour House, which is a place for recovery for first responders, Canadian Forces members, veterans and their families.
7: You know, we work in a job where uh, we all know we may not come home uh, at the end of our shift, so... Um, you know, I think everyone uh, feels that intrinsically, and so um, they like to show their support um, because you know it could, you know, and I hate to say this, but it could be you know me next time, or it could be you know someone I work with. So it's, they like, everyone likes to come out and show their
8: support for this kind of stuff because it's for a good cause.
0: This year is even more important for us because of obviously Constable John Davidson that passed recently, as well as one of our guys, Mark Neville. So it means uh, even more this year for us.
2: And Constable Mark Neville was off duty in September when he was killed in a car accident tough times for those families. Now in other news tonight, look out for a change in the weather. Strong winds expected to hit the south coast tomorrow. A wind warning has been issued. So let's bring in our meteorologist Yvonne Schell, who's tracking what is going on right now. Uh, What can you tell us, Yvonne? Thanks, Sonia. This is the low that we're keeping a close eye on. It's intensifying before it approaches
10: us across the south coast. It'll continue to bring in that moisture, so rain and heavy at times. But the big weather story that we are following is the winds that are going to ramp up as early as the afternoon for tomorrow and continue throughout the afternoon. The following areas in purple, a wind warning has been issued. Western sections of the island could see anywhere between 70 and up to 90 kilometers per hour. Most areas inland, along the Sunshine Coast and for Metro Vancouver, ranging between 70 and up to 80 kilometers per hour. This will be for the afternoon. We also have a snowfall warning in effect. If you're heading along the Sea to Sky for Whistler, we've got a rainfall warning for Howe Sound and snow for the northeastern corners of the province. I'll have more on that coming up shortly.
2: Sonia. Alright, Yvonne, thanks very much for that. Now, the three men killed by an ammonia leak at an ice rink in Fernie last month were being honored today. The city there holding a community memorial service. Kristen Robinson reports.
6: Hundreds gather on a snow-covered soccer field at Fernie Secondary School, warmed by a bonfire and song. city of Fernie hosting a community memorial service to honor the lives of 59-year-old Wayne Hornquist and 52-year-old Lloyd Smith of Fernie and 46-year-old Jason Podlowski of Alberta. I think this lets us all come together with all the families, with all of the city staff and the community and really collectively gives us an opportunity to celebrate all three of these men. The trio died while working inside the Fernie Memorial Arena during an ammonia leak last month. WorkSafe BC investigating what caused the deadly leak, but answers may take months. These three men were all very, very important members of our community and all touched many, many of us uh, in all sorts of different ways. Among the mourners, several members of the Fernie Ghost Riders, Had the city's home hockey team been hosting a Kootenai International Junior League game in a packed arena when the ammonia escaped, the tragedy could have been so much worse. The focus now, remembering those who were lost. The community encouraged to pick a stone and write a wish, thought or prayer. Then take one as a memory or leave one for the families of the three men who died while doing their jobs. Kristen Robinson, Global
2: News. North Shore Rescue still unable to track down a hiker that has been missing since Halloween. This is due to poor weather hampering their efforts this weekend. 24-year-old Carl Couture was last spotted entering the trails around the grouse grind on Halloween. Searchers say that he wasn't prepared for the recent turn in cold weather. They had hoped to cover new ground on the mountain today in a search that is now being considered a recovery mission low clouds and rain forcing them to cancel those plans this weekend though they are hoping for better weather next weekend when they will look again with so many people ordering online and busy lives, packages can often be left on your doorstep and you trust that that's where you'll find them. Surveillance footage showing a man stealing someone's package right off the doorstep of their Langley home. Those homeowners now warning others to be aware ahead of the holiday season. Tanya Beja reports.
0: FedEx usually or UPS packages usually just dropped off there.
2: Greg Parslow's daughter
9: ordered some baking trays online. On Friday, FedEx sent an email saying the package had been delivered.
0: She had had it delivered here. She came to get the parcel, and we said that there was no parcel. There you go.
9: Surveillance video confirmed the box was dropped off to their Langley home.
0: So there he's, I guess, taking another look just to make sure that uh, nobody's home.
9: But within the hour, another driver came along.
0: He knows something's been dropped off there. And if you see down here, even if you zoom in, there is no plate or it's been covered up. So he's been, he's done that before. Young fella got out and off he went, took the box and off he went.
6: That's very ballsy for them to drive right into the driveway, but it's just kind of an invasion of your personal, or your
3: space.
0: I think that um, they follow the trucks around, um, get a pretty good idea of what's been dropped off where, uh, what may not have any kind of vehicles in the driveway. They know what they're doing.
9: When contacted, FedEx said it may use unmarked vehicles for deliveries during the busy holiday shipping period. The company also offered customers these tips. Have your package sent to your workplace or to a relative who will be home. Request the shipment be held at the nearest FedEx retail location or request a signature so that FedEx will only release the package once you've signed for it.
11: Did you know that now we deliver here?
9: Companies like Amazon are also considering alternatives like in-home delivery. The parcelos have their own advice for any future online shoppers.
0: Don't get expensive things to deliver to your house if you're not going to be there. That's my advice.
9: Tanya Beja, Global News.
2: Another sign of just how much the real estate market is changing here. Five years ago, Chinese realtors toured the lower mainland and Vancouver Island are looking to buy homes for their clients. Now those realtors heading south of the border. They're looking for better deals in Seattle. Paul Johnson has more.
1: If you were to look back for the iconic moment that signaled the flood of Asian money about to pour into B.C., you might pick this. A helicopter tour of deals in White Rock for Chinese investors. That was 2011. A year later, another scouting flight. This one on Vancouver Island. And we all know what's happened in the years since. Prices skyrocketed to levels once thought unimaginable. And the pros and cons of the boom seemed to overshadow everything. But could Vancouver have a new competitor for those Asian investors? This is a recent open house for some of China's top real estate brokers at a luxury home in Bellevue, a suburb just east of Seattle. And it seems they liked what they saw. Chinese buyers, they are from the middle class. A lot of people interested
11: the property in U.S.
1: Clean air, natural beauty, proximity to Asia. All the attractions of Vancouver are also available in Seattle. And now, something else.
4: It's still much more affordable than Vancouver.
1: Factor in the foreign buyers tax enacted last summer. And a sense that there are few good deals left in Vancouver. Real estate agent Steve Saretsky says it's no surprise the
4: Emerald City has become more attractive. It's a very attractive space. The price have been rising a lot there, and I think it's just encouraging more and more investment.
1: But Soretsky reminds us there are other forces at work as well. Beijing has stepped up its efforts to control money flowing out of China. So with less of it crossing the Pacific, and more of that likely to land in Seattle, how many more helicopter born house buying sprees are we likely to see in bc paul johnson global news
2: the growing number of stories of sexual misconduct in the entertainment industry and politics was the focus of a local TEDx talk today. As one of the sessions at the Vancouver Playhouse, Colleen Christie speaking this afternoon with actress Jolie Fisher. She's recognized as the daughter of singer Eddie Fisher and actress Connie Stevens. Uh, she's also the half sister of actress Carrie Fisher. Jolie saying that these allegations have led to a sea change on film sets.
12: It's changed so dramatically. Um, you know, it used to be that you would come to onto set and the first AD would call for a safety meeting, meeting, everybody would gather around and you talk about the use of ladders and, you know, lifts. And now, um, it's a harassment meeting. And I think that, um, when we used to joke, uh, imagine the transcripts being read aloud in the courtroom because people would say things that had innuendo about it. And now you can't, like, you have to decide whether or not you actually want to like hit on someone because it's, or, whether or not you can say something that has any sort of innuendo.
2: Still ahead tonight, the outrage over the Hollywood scandals spilling out onto the streets of Los Angeles today. Thousands marching to show their support in the hashtag MeToo movement. Also ahead tonight, the heart-stopping moment when a truck threatened to run down two children. It was all caught on camera. Share those details with you in a few minutes too. Welcome back. All thousands marching in the streets of Hollywood today, showing support to victims of sexual assault and harassment. Stop
7: the rape. Stop the violence. Stop the rape.
2: The march sparked by the hashtag MeToo campaign comes as an unprecedented amount of accusations against prominent Hollywood men have come to light. Several survivors of sexual assault and harassment marching too. Also joined by men who say they too are victims. Organizers urging more people to speak out and not be afraid.
3: We need to vigorously train management to overcome gender
5: bias patterning, always picking the man, speaking over the woman, marginalizing. It's a game of power that we can
2: win. U.S. President Donald Trump is on the final leg of his 12-day Asia tour, but it's his brief meeting with Russian leader Vladimir Putin that is still on the forefront. Earlier this week, he said he had believed Putin when he said Russia hadn't interfered with the U.S. election. Now Trump's saying he supports the U.S. intelligence community when they say Russia did. The
7: president's final stop and the first large-scale protest of his Asia tour. Spilling out in the streets near the U.S. Embassy in Manila. Water cannons kept them back. Here to attend a second economic summit, wearing traditional Philippine garb, a barong, side by side with the controversial Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte, antagonist of human rights groups and supporter of extrajudicial killings. But as host, all the extravagant niceties (laughs) president trump who has measured his words in public during this tour poked north korea's leader on twitter why would kim jong-un insult me by calling me old when i would never call him short and fat i try so hard to be his friend friend an idea he was asked to explain at a news conference in vietnam
11: strange things happen in life that might be a strange thing to happen but it's certainly a possibility
7: Perhaps a distraction from the president's provocative comments to reporters on Air Force One after he met with Vladimir Putin, where he defended the Russian leader's denials of election interference.
11: I believe that he feels that he and Russia did not meddle in the election.
7: But after he disparaged Obama-era intelligence chiefs as political hacks for blaming Putin. The president tried a cleanup.
11: As to whether I believe it or not, I'm with our agencies, especially as currently constituted with their leadership. I believe in our intel agencies, our intelligence agencies.
2: A powerful earthquake has uh, affected, uh, uh, sorry, a powerful magnitude 7.3 earthquake has hit the Iraq Iran border, killing at least 65 <inaudible> people. The moment it happened was caught on live TV. The earthquake centered in the Kurdistan region of Iraq but could be felt as far away as Kuwait and Israel. 300 people have been injured. Iraq's state-run news agency now warning people to stay away from buildings and not to use any elevators. In Sutherland Springs, Texas, people gathering to worship a week after a gunman killed 26 people inside a church. The community there still struggling with their grief, but leaning on their faith.
13: The doors were open again at the First Baptist Church of Sutherland Springs, the church allowing visitors to see a memorial created inside the sanctuary, 26 empty chairs representing the 26 lives lost.
5: What the devil meant for evil, God will turn into good. Way he will.
13: Earlier, hundreds flocked to the small town for a Sunday worship service inside tents not far from the church.
10: I expected it to be more sad and heartbreaking, um, but I could feel the joy of the Lord.
13: Those who lost loved ones say they have been comforted by prayer and words of support. Jeremy Stevens lost his sister, Peggy Warden. She died shielding her grandson, who was shot six times and survived.
7: People from all over the United States have called and, and messaged through many, many ways to share their love and their understanding. And every single one of them says the same thing. Whatever you need, whatever we can do for you, we will
13: do. Worshippers who were moved by the tragedy say they will now focus on their faith.
10: There's a greater God that we serve. Uh, we lean on him. We don't lean on our own understanding, as the Bible teaches us, um, that something good will come out of this.
13: Words of hope after a week of sadness. Dan Sheneman, NBC News.
2: Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, the first Canadian prime minister to have a seat at the ASEAN conference, receiving a rock star reception, but he is facing criticism for not speaking out about the long list of human rights abuses in the Philippines. Global's Mike Licature has the latest.
4: Well, this is the first time a sitting Canadian Prime Minister has attended the Summit of the Association of Southeast Asian Nations. And our government is hoping to use this as an opportunity to build trade ties with the 10 countries in this group. But it's a difficult dance here because there are serious concerns over human rights violations right here in the Philippines. Trudeau was welcomed by hundreds of traditional dancers as he got off his plane and went right into the crowd, sending them into a frenzy. Human rights groups, though, want the Prime Minister to go beyond just photo ops and actually have those uncomfortable conversations, too. The host here, President Rodrigo Duterte, has been carrying out a so-called war on drugs, which has seen the ruthless killing of thousands. Trudeau exchanged only pleasantries with Duterte when he arrived at the leaders' dinner, and there is no official meeting scheduled between the two leaders. The Canadian government says it will raise concerns with Duterte if they get a chance but canada isn't even pushing for a meeting
10: the government of the philippines is hosting this huge event Uh, i think that uh there is nothing out of the ordinary of the fact that they are not able to have a bilateral meeting with us and after all We have not come here on a bilateral visit to the Philippines.
4: Now, it's worth noting Canada is trying to join a Southeast Asian trade and security group in this region. So it's possible they don't want to ruin any chances of doing that by ruffling feathers on the human rights front. Mike LeCouture, Global News, Manila.
2: It was a changing of the guard in Britain today. Thousands turning out in London to mark Remembrance Sunday. But it was Prince Charles and not the Queen who laid the first wreath, taking on the role the monarch has carried out for more than six decades. This is the first time the Queen was present at the ceremony but didn't actually lead it. The 91-year-old watching from a balcony alongside her husband Prince Philip instead. The Queen reducing her public duties after 65 years on the throne. And it's her grandson, Prince Harry, that is under fire for not being clean-shaven at the service. Prince Harry retiring from military service two years ago. Officers are expected to be clean-shaven when they're in uniform. Harry has been a member of the Blues and Royals Regiment since 2006. Now, at least 20 children were hurt when a platform collapsed at an entertainment facility in San Diego. It happened last night during a kids' night out event at a gym. The children had just rushed up to the platform for free pizza when the wooden structure collapsed. The kids ranged between 5 and 14 years old. Most of the injuries were minor. Two adults were also hurt, including a 72-year-old woman. Dashcam video of a near-miss accident involving children on a Norway highway is going viral on social media today. The incident happened in June and shows a massive truck narrowly avoiding two children. You see that? Who were trying to cross the highway. The truck driver may not have seen the children being let off the school bus. But as you can see, thankfully, no one was hurt. I find it really hard to watch. That it makes my Your stomach turn. That like heartbeat
11: would uh, go a few beats. Yeah, with the driver and the kids. Wow.
2: Oh no! Yeah, so so lucky. Um Weather, Yvonne. You were talking about it earlier. So it's going to get pretty windy out yes, there. Yes,
10: things yeah. are ramping up for us across the south coast as this low starts to intensify. So there is some uncertainty as the track and when it's going to, where it's going to make landfall. Uh, but we are seeing a significant amount of moisture paired with it as well. I wanted to show you the tower cam of Whistler. If you're heading along the Sea to Sky, this is from Drive BC. We have a snowfall warning that is in effect up to 20 centimeters by tomorrow morning. Winter driving conditions. Other higher elevations and mountain passes also tracking some snowfall we've got a rainfall warning that is in effect I'll have more of those amounts we'll talk more about the winds um what we can anticipate for back to work and back to school on monday coming up all right mm-hmm. and in sport busy
11: mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah, yeah i was gonna say just a little extra hairspray
10: yeah a little extra hang on to everything <laughs> That umbrella. Extra, and everything. A, a
11: couple of extra pumps and no one <laughs> uh, yeah busy day big big day for football of course cfl playoffs the divisional semi-finals going on in uh, ottawa and winnipeg so we'll have highlights of those very busy NFL Sunday and uh, a little NHL action with a couple of superstars going head to head. It's all coming up.
2: All right, brilliant. You don't need to worry about Hairspray, do you? Uh,
11: I, I did yeah. extra today not realizing it was extra windy, but I think you know, it paid off.
2: Really? Okay. <laughs> all right, also ahead, if you love model trains, the Peony Forum was the place to be this weekend. Uh, still ahead on the news hour, the delights from this year's Vancouver Train Expo. And also, this is a very special story about a little girl in West Kelowna who's been battling numerous health problems, but surprised with the best possible gift. Stay with us. Welcome back. Well, it was certainly a day for giving the 19th annual Sikh Nation blood drive taking place this afternoon. Local members of the Sikh community joining the effort to save lives. The drive is one of 18 clinics being held across Canada with seven in B.C. Last year, more than 2,400 units of blood was donated. That surpassed its 2015 tally by more than 300 donations.
3: It's more about just the awareness and the reach that we can get in our community Um, So, reaching the sick community is so important to us and as you can see around us, I mean, we have such a huge outreach. This is just our one-day campaign, so we do this over the weekend, so we have the same amount of people that come in both days, every hour. It's so busy that we have to turn away donors. Um, And as well as new donors that we have today, we do also have regular donors that come back throughout the year that are on non-campaign dates, Um, so the sick community is quite active in the blood
2: donation. Now to a really special story tonight. A West Kelowna girl who has struggled with health challenges since she was born, getting the surprise of her young life today. The eight-year-old and her family are heading to Disneyland this week. That is thanks to the Sunshine Foundation of Canada. And when she found out, the cameras were rolling.
3: Ah! Obvious delight as eight-year-old Aaliyah meets some of her favorite movie characters.
2: I'm Elsa! She's infatuated with
8: Frozen and Elsa and Anna. She really wanted to go
4: see their castle. The
3: familiar faces just the first part of Aaliyah's surprises.
4: Nice to meet you.
3: Friends and family gathered at a West Kelowna business to surprise Aaliyah with a trip to Disneyland courtesy of the Sunshine Foundation of Canada, which fulfills dream wishes of kids with severe physical disabilities or life-threatening illnesses. Oh, this, this looks this like this your this bag this for Disneyland! Yay, Disney! <laughs> the West Kelowna girl was born with a chromosome condition that causes her to have seizures, and in August, Aaliyah faced another health challenge.
6: Kind of came out of nowhere, and it makes makes you truly know how precious life can really be.
3: A serious case of pneumonia meant the little girl had to be airlifted to Victoria in the middle of the night and undergo emergency surgeries.
6: After everything that happened in August, we said she needs a smile more than anything. So I reached out to Sunshine. They said we would love to send her. So yeah, so we get to put that smile on her face that we were hoping for.
3: After worrying their daughter might not pull through the pneumonia scare, watching Aaliyah receive today's surprise was a gift for the whole family.
6: It's just so overwhelming for us to see her smile and happy, and um, it's
3: just (laughs) wonderful.
8: Just heart-melting. It's just amazing.
3: The West Kelowna family heads off to Disneyland this week, where they're looking forward to enjoying time together without the stress of medical appointments. Megan Turcato, Global News, West Kelowna
2: hope they all have a fantastic time coming up all aboard the province's biggest model train show taking over the peony forum stay with us Now, the U.N. conference on global warning is a chance for climate leaders to come together to find a way to limit greenhouse gas emissions. Environmentalists saying that the U.S. has taken a step back as climate leaders under President Trump. But critics saying that you don't actually have to look outside the U.S. to see the damage already being caused to the climate. The breathtaking beauty of Montana's Glacier National Park, now a
12: disturbing reflection of our warming climate, We head to Grinnell Glacier, a journey by boat and four-mile hike, led by U.S. Geological Survey ecologist Dan Fagre.
8: That's where Grinnell Glacier used to be.
12: Named after conservationist George Grinnell. So what he could see in 1887, we in 2017 can't see at all.
8: No, not at all. And even people coming here in 1967 could see the glacier from here.
12: The glacier has lost half its size since then as we've put more heat-trapping greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. Is this being driven by climate change?
8: Yes. The glaciers grow when it gets cooler or they get more snow, and they retreat when it gets warmer and they get less snow.
12: The glaciers have been here 7,000 years, reaching their largest extent in the mid-1800s. Since then, the park has lost 85% of its ice area. Once home to 150 glaciers, today there are just 26.
8: These glaciers have their fate sealed. They're going to simply disappear. It's already too warm for them to exist.
12: On a 90-degree day, Fagri adds to the photographic record, illustrating the jaw-dropping impact of warmer summers and winters that are not as cold, evident even in the 25 years Fagri's made this climb. Hosting Vice President Al Gore in 1997, NBC News just two years ago, Uh, And now today. So if somebody wants to come see the glaciers, what's your advice?
8: Well, I think they should come soon. We are losing ice every single year.
12: Nature's masterpieces, retreating before our eyes. Ann Thompson, NBC News, Glacier National Park.
2: Mm, Such a shame, Yvonne. uh, We were just looking at those pictures and saying they're absolutely stunning, aren't they? They are spectacular. We've got a different weather picture that we're
10: following for us across the south coast and it is going to be a very stormy Monday throughout much of the south coast and stretching even in towards the Fraser Valley. We're currently seeing rainfall out of the airport with temperatures at 9 and easterly wind right now at 15 kilometers per hour. Today, temperatures were at 9 degrees as the high. Average for this time of the year sits at 8. An official sunset this evening was at 435. A very happy birthday this evening to Catherine Yorston from Quesnel celebrating 104 so very happy birthday to you and I hope you've had a wonderful day. Back to the forecast and some of the other numbers that we did see today. Double digits for Victoria up to 10 degrees. Kelowna at 4 right where we should be. That's the average for this time of the year. The piece, the chilly one at minus 10 and for Tofino today with a high of 11 degrees. Satellite and radar will continue to see these waves of moisture. The low is offshore and it is intensifying but bringing in that moisture this evening and over the next few days. Now with this low we're keeping a close eye on the track of it and where it's going to make landfall. If it is along western sections of the island, closer to Tofino, then we'll start to see very windy conditions right across the south coast. Here's the range, though, for the areas in Purples. That's where we're seeing the wind warning. Most areas between 70 and potentially up to 80 kilometers per hour. Howe Sound, seeing a rainfall warning in effect between 15 up to 70 millimeters, and that'll be for the next 24 to 36 hours. So significant amount of moisture. Sea to Sky Highway and for Whistler, we're seeing that snowfall this evening in Continuing for your Monday morning up to 20 centimeters. And for the northeastern corners of the province, we're seeing a range between 10 and potentially up to 15 centimeters of snowfall over the next two days. So for the piece, a snowfall warning in effect and temperatures well below your average for this time of the year with only highs of minus 13 average sits at minus 3. Remaining unsettled for areas near Whitehorse on and off flurry activity also very chilly at highs of minus 13 tomorrow minus 14 for your Tuesday. Coastal sections will see a mainly cloudy sky with the chance of showers a heavier round of rain pushing in Tuesday and mixed precipitation moving in on your Wednesday. Central Interior with the light snowfall tomorrow up to 5 centimeters and a high of minus 1. Columbia and Kootenai region, we're looking at some instability for the morning hours with even the risk of a thunderstorm. Changing over to a chance of showers continuing for the afternoon. Thompson, Okanagan also for the early morning hours could see an isolated thunderstorm. Most areas remaining unsettled with windy conditions for the afternoon for the interior sections and for Whistler with temperatures just close to or hovering the freezing mark. The moisture that's pushing in will be falling as snow with up to 20 centimeters and a blustery day ahead for tomorrow. Along the island, especially western sections could see that range between between 70 and up to 90 kilometers per hour. Rain and heavier times over the next few days. We'll be tracking this as we get in towards our Monday with an additional 15 and up to 25 millimeters for most areas across Metro Vancouver. And looking ahead Tuesday onwards, it's going to be soggy with periods of rain and highs of 9
2: degrees. Sonia? Brilliant. Uh, or not so brilliant, but thank you very much. Job well done. Thanks, everyone. I hate the rain. Talking CFL playoffs next, it's been a good day for teams out on the road. Barry is here with all the details coming up after this short break.
1: You're watching Global News Hour at six.
2: All right, good to talk about CFL playoffs. And mm-hmm. so I was asking during the break. It, now BC, obviously. Mm-hmm. So who would, who should I be cheering? I for? I think then? you should
11: cheer for Saskatchewan because uh, okay. their fans, uh, they'll hollow out watermelons and wear them on their heads. They're very passionate, and I think. Uh, Sometimes, not all the time, that would be a good look for you. But maybe not right now, but maybe when you're watching the next game.
2: (laughs) Okay, it's a good reason. Thanks, Barry.
11: Ryder fans know what I'm talking about. (laughs) All right, uh, thanks, Sonia. For the first time in 21 years, we are not watching the Lions in the postseason. The CFL playoffs kicked off today with the divisional semifinals. Saskatchewan crossing over to Ottawa to play in the Eastern Semi. Bombers and Eskimos in the West. Certainly the path of least resistance is out East, but no West team has ever won both crossover games to make it to the Grey Cup. Maybe the Riders can change that. Kevin Glenn still in search of a Grey Cup victory. Four and eight in his postseason career. Wasting no time in this one though, finds Bakari Grant for the 29-yard touchdown. Good start for the Riders. They're up 7-0, but the Red Blacks answer right back. Trevor Harris in a fire one up the middle to Deontay Spencer, and he's gone for a 56-yarder. That calls for a celebration. Limbo anyone. 8-7 Ottawa. Riders led 14-8 in the second. Glenn to Bakari Grant one more time. This is a 53-yard game down to the 5. That led to a short touchdown, 21-8 Saskatchewan at the half. Glenn making all the right plays. Nice little handoff here to Marcus Thigpen, who explodes through the red-black defense. He will not be caught. 75-yard touchdown. Riders took care of business. 31-20 the final. Glenn's first playoff win since 2012 when he was with the Calgary Stampeders. So the Riders are moving on. They advance to the East final at Toronto next sunday west semi-final mike riley and the eskimos at winnipeg riley should win the mvp through for over 5800 yards and 30 touchdowns this year and in the first quarter right on cue fires the td pass to adarius bowman seven nothing edmonton but winnipeg answers the former eskimo at quarterback matt nichols with the bullet pass over the middle to ladamian washington tight ball game 10 10 at halftime but in the third the eskimos start to pull away. This is what you would call power football. C.J. Gable keeps his feet moving and then gets a little help from his big friends who just push him over the line for the touchdown. 18-10 Eskimos and then Riley over the middle to Brandon Zylstra and there's no one there to tackle him. Walks it into the end zone. 25-16 Eskimos after three and in the fourth we're going to put this one away. Riley going deep, Darius Bowman all by himself. Too many breakdowns for the Bombers today. 39-32 the final. It wasn't really that close. Eskimo's move on to play the Stampeders in the West Final next Sunday. Well, the Seahawks could face a stiff fine for violating the NFL's concussion protocol in their 22-16 win at Arizona Thursday. Russell Wilson appeared to blow off his own trainer and the league's concussion protocol official on the sidelines late in the game after taking a hard hit to the chin. He stayed in the game instead of going through what are supposed to be mandatory tests to see if he was showing concussion symptoms. Seattle could be fined. $150,000. NFL today, LA Rams needing win to stay in front of the Seahawks atop the NFC West, taking on Houston, and Jared Goff, what a performer, he's been at quarterback this year. Beautiful long bomb to Robert Woods, 94 yards for the touchdown, 16-7 to Rams. And then it's Goff hooking up with Sammy Watkins. Sick Hitch pass here, and it's a 17-yarder for Watkins. 23-7 Rams. And then before the end of the third, Goff one more time to Robert Woods. The Rams impressive again. Hammer the Texans 33-7. So L.A. goes to 7-2, and, and they are a game up on the Seahawks atop the NFC West. Cowboys and Falcons from Atlanta. No Zeke Elliott for the Cowboys serving his suspension from the NFL for alleged domestic abuse. Third quarter, Matt Ryan to Justin Hardy. Great pass to the back of the end zone, 17-7 Atlanta. And then in the fourth, it's Ryan with the play action and Austin Hooper all by himself for the TD. 27-7, Falcons roll over the Cowboys, both teams five and four. New Orleans Saints are on a big roll. Six straight wins, and they just dominated the Buffalo Bills today. Saints had 298 yards rushing. What is this, uh, college football? Mark Ingram had 131 and three TDs of his own. Saints led 17 3 at the half, and they put the pedal down in the second. Trey Edmonds with the exclamation point, a 41 yard touchdown gallop. Saints. A team to be reckoned with in the NFC. 47-10, the final seven straight wins. They're seven and two. The Bills struggling now. They are 5-4. Minnesota Vikings on the road at Washington. Teddy Bridgewater back up at uh, playing backup quarterback. First time dressed in 15 months after serious knee injuries. Good to see him back. Great catch here by Washington's Maurice Harris, a one-hander and stays inbounds and keeps possession. Great grab, seven-nothing home team, but it was Case Keenum who was unstoppable at quarterback for the Vikings. Three TD passes in the first half, including this one to Adam Thielen. And that leads to this uh, very unique uh, the leapfrog celebration. Well executed there. 28-17, Vikings at the half. Third quarter, Keenum with his fourth touchdown pass. This one to Jarius Wright. Keenum, 304 yards passing and the four touchdowns. Vikings now 7-2 and two as they beat Washington 38-30. Packers and Bears, Green Bay 0-3. Since that man, Aaron Rodgers, broke his collarbone out for the season. Second quarter, Ty Montgomery with a big play. They need big plays without Aaron Rodgers in there. That looked pretty easy. 37-yard touchdown run. Pack led 10-6 at the half. And then in the fourth, Brett Hundley. It's up to him with Rodgers out finds Devonte adams 19 yard touchdown in the pack get himself a win 23 16 they're still in the playoff hunt at five and four and we'll finish with the steelers and the colts pittsburgh fell behind 17 three in the third but ben roethlisberger rallies the steelers seven yards here to juju smith schuster to make it 17 nine and then in the fourth Roethlisberger to a wide open. Vance McDonald for another TD. They got the two-pointer to tie it at 17. And then on the final play of the fourth, Chris Boswell from 33 yards out splits the uprights. And the Steelers go to 7-2 after the 20-17 comeback win. Still to come, two more European countries qualify for World Cup 2018 in Russia. And it's still early, but the Raptors and Celtics clash in an eastern showdown in Boston. Why not hype it up? Highlights when we come back.
10: Wear pink and take a stand against bullying. The 10th annual Pink Shirt Day presented by Coast Capital Savings will take place on February 28th. Net proceeds will support anti-bullying programs for youth throughout B.C. Info at pinkshirtday.ca Rod Stewart is coming to Vancouver. The legendary singer will be playing at Rogers Arena on April 10th. Tickets at LiveNation.com. For Our BC, I'm Yvonne Schell.
1: Our BC is brought to you by Alpine Credits. Own your own home and need a loan? Get approved in less than 24 hours at alpinecredits.ca.
11: Welcome back. After a stretch of about a dozen solid games, the Canucks have flattened out a bit the last two games on the road. 4-1 losses in Anaheim and then 5 nothing last night in San Jose. They fired 41 shots on goal last night, but not many were dangerous chances and the Canucks never seemed like they would really score. That will be the struggle this season. Can they get enough goals to win? It doesn't get any easier. They meet the division-leading LA Kings at Staples Center on Tuesday. NHL tonight. Oilers and Capitals. McDavid versus Ovechkin. Second period. Still scoreless. Patrick Maroon. One chance, two chance. But Braden Holtby stops them both. Scoreless after two. Third period. Oilers break the ice. And it's a very unlikely source. Jujar Kaira. The Surrey boy gets his first of the year, just the second of his career. Gives the Oilers a 1-0 lead, but the Caps get it right back. Dmitri Orlov will go top shelf on Laurent Bressois to make it 1-1. And just moments ago, the Caps won it in a shootout. So the Edmonton Oilers get a loser point out of that one. Vancouver Giants win in a big one uh, this afternoon, just completed at the LEC, 8-6. They were up 8-1 after two and gave up five in the third. Coaches won't be happy about that, but Giants are playing well right now, 8-8 and four through 20 games, third in the B.C. Division. NBA Today, Raptors visiting the first place Celtics. Boston riding an 11-game win streak. No Kyrie Irving today out with a facial fracture. Third quarter. Kyle Lowry, the corner three. He had 19. Raptors trailed by one after three. Just over two minutes to play. DeMar DeRozan hits the mid-range jumper. Makes it look so easy from there. Still a one-point game. At the other end, Al Horford answers for the Celtics as he slams it down. Come down to the final moments. Final seconds. Wraps down one with the ball. DeRozan for the win won't go down. Celtics win their 12th straight 95-94. Raptors record drops to 7-5. and five. World Cup qualifying Switzerland and Northern Ireland. Swiss won the opening leg 1-0 in Belfast on a controversial penalty call. So Northern Ireland needed to match that today in Basel. It was scoreless in stoppage time When they got a chance, Johnny Evans with the header, but Ricardo Rodriguez, the guy who scored on the penalty, clears it off the line, and the Swiss are going to Russia 2018, fending off Northern Ireland 1-0 on aggregate. Croatia also qualified past Greece. That's it for sports. We're back with more after this. All
2: right, finally tonight, it was All Aboard today for dozens of kids at the Vancouver Train Expo. Yeah, this is the biggest model train expo in BC, making a stop at the p Forum this weekend. Lots of them on display. Organisers saying the whole aim is to get kids excited about trains the same way their parents did years ago.
1: We're trying to show people with the uh, serious exhibits what people can do in a hobby to recreate the, the real world in miniature, but also the real world that's not static, but moves and it's three-dimensional.